0: Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions. A show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. All right, I got
1: to get, get my shit together again. That's
0: <laughs> All right, so we're gonna just dive right in because we've been recording. So, all right, all, right. all right, guys, welcome back to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. I am your host, Misty, and today, <gasps> <Dun-dun-dun-dun. laughs> you've heard that voice. I know y'all <laughs> heard that voice. <laughs> <laughs> the voice is like no other. I am going to I am going to ask my guests to introduce themselves, but I do want to tell you off the bat. That this is a fellow podcaster. Y'all heard it here first. I've never deep dived into my journal to self-love, but I'm going to on his show, which means y'all after this episode are going to want to go and to the show notes. Click the link, go Mm -hmm. hit subscribe to his show and catch up. And wait until I deep dive into that one when I come on and keep supporting because that's what we do in this podcasting do. industry family here. So to my amazing guest with this amazing voice, because I love your voice, would you like to introduce yourself to my audience?
1: See, that's that's funny because I love your voice. It's one of the first things I said when I first um, uh, met you that how much I, I love your voice. I am Jared Dam. I am the host of It's About Damn Time podcast. Also, one third of the Vex Intellects podcast, and um, I blog. I do digital content. I I help people with with digital content. I, I do a lot of stuff. Um, I'm a dad. Yes. Uh, I like Marvel movies. <laughs> all, that, a, all that. All <laughs> that.
0: I'm all for it. I'm all I'm,
1: for it. I'm also a fellow Jay Z fan, just like just like Miss D. So you know, yes. you know, she know the vibes. So that's vibes. me.
0: I know Jared the vibes. I know the vibes that's right welcome jared i appreciate you coming to the show y'all you know what i'm actually gonna link both podcast shows so you guys can go follow and support um but most importantly what i do love as we as we continue right to be for part of this alumni right and this community of podcasting is like everyone just is so multifaceted it's just so amazing to me the many talents that everyone has um we're bloggers, we're writers, we're podcasters, we're producers, we're creatives, um, digital content, like, yeah. and on top of that, parents, we have careers, we have wow. everything going on, and we still show up and show out, so, you know, it, it is what it is, and I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> I want to dive right into uh, what this show is going to be about. Um, as always, you know, it's double of overall talk here, we just keep it all the way around, right? I mean, what else? Absolutely. What else can you expect? Um, so what we do here, uh, we always open up with Raw Mess of the Week, right? I used to do icebreakers before, but I find it that, you know, with the Raw Mess of the Week, it might be a little bit related to the topic at hand or it's just, you know, a good kickoff. So for Raw Mess of the Week, I happened to have encountered a little meme on social media. And when I read it and when I saw it, it stayed with me. One, because it's of my favorite singer. Shout out to my bad girl, Riri. Rihanna fans, okay. One, but two, it's a concept I never really looked at it from this angle, and I want to share with you to see how everybody feels about it too. And to any of my listeners, if you agree, disagree, or what have you, and you want to, you know, dive into it and discuss a little bit more, please come on over and let me know. So it is a meme of Rihanna at age eighteen on the left, my left, and it is a picture of Rihanna at age twenty-eight. 10 year difference. And someone wrote, I love this because she clearly looks older and also substantially better. And that is what happens to women despite society's eerie obsession with youth. She hasn't aged a day in quotations. Actually, she has. And it's amazing. I wanted to dive into that and make that the raw mess of the week. And I want to get messy with it because I figure, right, a lot of people like to talk about this, like, oh, I still look this age or I still look that age or I look young and this, and the third, and it's cool, right? It's all these compliments, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, as if aging is a bad thing. And then I'm like, nah, hold up a second. Like, why is it that we are focusing so much on, oh, you age um, like fine wine, or you know you haven't aged a bit, oh my God, like you still look the same age. You know, this 10 year challenge shit. I look like this at 25 versus 35. And making it, it kind of implies, like it's a bad thing to get older. And here I am planning for my 40th birthday and I'm 35. A little bit of thoughts on that. What do you think, Jared? (laughs)
1: You know what? I I agree with you. I, I think I think we do put a lot on on age um, and and how we look as far as age goes. Be perfectly honest with you, I like when people look their age. Like so, anytime i we were doing those, those that ten year challenge, I always sided with the person on the right. I'm like, you look better now than you did when you were younger. And yes. me me personally. Who didn't have a whole lot of self esteem in the looks department, but I'm working on it. But yeah. if I if I if I look at myself from ten years ago, from now, have, am I am I a lot heavier? Yeah, but do I look better? Oh, I, I definitely look better at 41 than I did at 31. Like I'm just easy beard alone. <laughs> so
0: I so, hear you. First of y- all, we yeah. do we do love beard way better. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm gonna put it hey, out hey, there. Right. We no, we do. <laughs>
1: Make me blush. You make me blush. But I mean, no. But but seriously, I I I think we're putting way too much in into. Hey, we need to look. You look. You look young. or you look real young. Or you look real young. Look, look how you look. You know, you, the best is always yet to come. You know, mm-hmm. you you you. I think I think right now I am I am at my my best self. That's that's where I where I feel. Mentally, where I feel, physically, where I feel, emotionally, I am at my best self that I've, I've I've been in forty-one years, and I and I plan on next year around this time that I be even better than I am now.
0: Absolutely! So, yeah. oh I like that. That you'll be even better. You know what's crazy? It's so funny because I I had not even planned it. Um, I always like to pick something for the raw mass of the week that's very current, very recent, something that's just gonna give that you know that topic of conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And the 10-year challenge was from some time ago, but we already know every year it's like the same challenge always comes up, right? We already mm-hmm. know this shit. Right. Um, but what really struck me with that, and it was so funny because I was planning to today, you know, talk about that as the romance of the week because I saw the meme, I believe it was yesterday. And today i actually just came from dropping off my kid at a birthday party which i'm gonna do a whole post at that right because i was a little bit emotional i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna do i'm actually gonna put him on my instagram like my public one because you already know i'm very protective with him and i respect you know his privacy too um but i am gonna put it because it was like a little bit of a reality check for me right and i came across old pictures and i'm 35 today right and i've been pretty transparent on this with today today no, well no, not today. My birthday's November eighteenth, but not today. Oh. Like today in present time of thirty five, right? Well for the <laughs> record, thank you. But for the record, um I might start celebrating as of November 1st, my thirty sixth birthday, which will be the eighteenth of November, but I'm just saying. Um so I was looking back on some pictures, right? Because I'm like, I want to post a picture of when he was much younger, you know, and he was like still holding my hand and taking pictures with me, Hmm. you know, because he's a teenager, right? And I came across a picture of when I was around 24, 25. And I was actually much thinner. I was much thinner. I was. But I wasn't in the good physical shape that I needed to be. Mm -hmm. I was actually extremely sick back then, which is very related to... You know, my lowest point, very related mm-hmm. to um, some of the toughest times of my life. Um, depression, um, a, a little dose of substance abuse, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. I I was much, much thinner, but it wasn't a healthy thin. In fact, it was very much so aligned with um, a previous hospitalization and emergency surgery. Right. Wow. And so looking back at that, it's like. No, because you know what, when I look at myself today, yeah, I have my good days and I have my bad days. Yeah, I have my days where I'm tired, but you know what, I am in a, to your point, in a better place. And Mm -hmm. so I think that when we kind of like sort of categorize, stigmatize this category of aging as it's a bad thing to look older, Um, And we focus strictly on the surface. You know, we're very superficial on that, right? Right. Because why aren't we looking at it entirely for who the person is too, right? So Mm -hmm. who Rihanna was at 18, maybe her career was just starting off. But look at her at 28. Mm -hmm. My homegirl has, ooh, businesses. Still her music trajectory. Like, what doesn't she have? And I think that applies even to people like ourselves, were you 10 years ago doing podcasting? Were you 10 years ago blogging, balancing, parenthood, career, doing a digital creative, constant creative? Were you doing all of that? Because look at where you are today, right? And so we put like a little bit of the stigma around this whole aging factor. Like, oh, she has an age one bit. Oh, he has an age one bit. Like that's supposed to be um, the effect of a trophy mm-hmm. or winning some form of a champion. And it's really not right. because I want to know your story. I want to know behind that, like, where are you today versus where were you 10 years ago? And then let's give you a round of applause. You know what I mean? Mm,
1: absolutely. I like, mean, Absolutely. The, the, the story on how you got there is always better than you. The fact that you just being there, the
0: mm-hmm. be,
1: getting to the destination, the journey is, is always way more important, and way more interesting
0: absolutely absolutely so this is why i wanted to make this the raw mess of the week and i'm sure there's gonna be people who are not gonna agree with me and that's perfectly fine i'm okay i'm always up for a friendly debate here um <laughs> but <laughs> i just wanted to nip that shit in the ass because i'm gonna be honest with you i remember growing up i have an aunt and shout out to her because she's still the one aunt i talked to on my dad's side of the family and i love her to pieces but i remember she used to not like to celebrate her birthday she used to not like to talk oh. about her getting older and looking at her back then and looking at her today and looking at just her story in general and where she is today and so much that she's overcome. When I look at her now, I just find her to be just so beautiful, you know, and, and when I see her, like I, I embrace her, I hug her. And, and it's just so great to see her. Like, it's so great to be able to have that presence with her. Right. Um, and looking back on it, it's like, damn, I really wish she would have celebrated every single year of her life to where she is today because it tells her whole story. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah. let's not be ashamed of aging. Let's take pride in that. And every single, it's kind of like every year, it's kind of like another brick to that foundation you're yeah. building, to your to your whole story. You know what I mean? I like Just that. Saying, yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, it's I like,
0: like that. It's like bricks. Yeah. All right. So- with that conversation at hand, we're going to jump right into the first segment of the show, which is as raw as it gets. Um, and on this um, segment is usually when we pick up the main topic of the conversation that we're going to have today. Um, And it very much so has to do with someone's story, right? Our story, our individual stories, but also what that experience has been for us. Um, And I want to dive into, and I definitely discussed this in the past with previous guests um, before, but I wanted to dive into what everyone's story is individually and how that may sometimes be categorized or looked at as imposter syndrome, Mm. right? When we are evolving, when we are... You know, I, lately I've been saying the dipping and dabbing, but that's a terrible phrase to say because, you know, the other day I said it out loud and somebody was like, you're what? I was like, not nah, chill, not like that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you know what? Well, we have our hands, you know, into different different life, right? Different lifestyles. So here I am as right. a podcaster. And on my nine to five, I'm a healthcare worker. And I'm at all times of the day, a mother, right? But I'm also doing other type of um, work, other type of collaborations, other type of businesses, right? Um, for those that don't know, in my listeners right now, my audience, um, imposter syndrome is literally defined as perceived fraudulence involving feelings of self doubt, and personal incompetence that persists despite your education, experience, and accomplishments. Okay. So knowing what we know already with our potentials, what we're able to do, what we're capable of doing, um, what we have achieved, what we have achieved, we still stand there and we still doubt ourselves sometimes, right? How does that, right? How do our stories truly make a difference to when we sit there and we dot ourselves. To when we sit there and we're going through the imposter syndrome. I know I've gone through it. Have you gone through it with the imposter syndrome?
1: Oh, absolutely. I've <laughs> gone through it. I'm still going through it. I mean, the, to be honest with you if, you, if you remember when we first crossed paths, we crossed paths um um on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met you, Angel. Um, Everybody. I, all I'm, the my, podcasters. Yeah. All, yeah. all the podcasters, right? Yeah.
0: So
1: <laughs> During that time frame, y'all, I mean, I I guess- you know, y'all were, y- y'all just seemed so confident in what y'all were doing in, in in the products that y'all was putting out. I think I was between my first and second season of my solo podcast. I had been doing, you know, Vex for a couple of years, but mm-hmm. it's you know, it's it's real different when you do your own podcast. It's Ooh. you you're just out there. You know, it's just it's out there in the world. So I was I I literally was talking to y'all and y'all were just going over tips and talking about stuff with podcasts, and I'm just like, I am not I how many times did I slide in your DMs like talking about how I was the confidence level? I didn't know if I was gonna be able to do this and be able to do that. And it just it just got to the point where um I don't know exactly what happened. I think I think it's probably with, with the with the with my 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 relaunch oh, um, yes. of my podcast. Yeah. Um I, I end up kind of learning that, you know what? I may know a little bit more than what I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's more so just, you know, having that confidence in yourself and doing it. And I think even, you know, this season, just I'm as I'm getting ready to rap season three, I'm like, i the I don't feel I feel more confident now, um, than I did before because when I was getting ready to rap seasons prior, I was like, Am I gonna quit? Like like mm-hmm. am I gonna stop? Am I not gonna come back? Because when I'm right around town, when I met y'all, I was debating if I was gonna, you know, come back for another season. I was like, I mean, it was, it was. Really? I mean, pe- people liked it, and people were like proud of me and everything. But at the same time, that, that pressure and and I just didn't, th- I didn't know where I was going. I was, I, I've already, I already have um, depression and anxiety. I have right. severe depression and anxiety. So going just, just with all that on top of everything else. I didn't even think about going to be able to do it again. Mm-hmm. And the, the fact the fact that I I've come back that you know I'm I'm this many episodes in and you know I know I'm, I know definitely know I'm coming back for a fourth season and yes. and uh it just it feels really different now than it did a year ago. And it's it's just amazing on that that transition. And again, still with imposter syndrome because you know, I, you know, there are certain things where I'm trying to move to a different level. I'm like, well, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Can I get into podcast production for other other people? Can I help them with their with their concepts and, and get their voice out there? Is, is it something that I can do? And I'm like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so, yeah. So,
1: it's, it's, their cost, it's a constant fight with imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah. Um, would you say, though, that it, it's probably... I mean, and I hate to say it this way, but I'm going to, right? Because he's such an avid fan of Marvel. Um, You know, when you think about, like, the bad guy, right? The arch nemesis. Would mm-hmm. you say that imposter syndrome is that arch nemesis to the story that we are naturally um, telling as we live our lives and, and everything yeah. that we are building up?
1: Yeah, definitely. I... I Imposter syndrome is—I can't speak for anybody else—but imposter syndrome is definitely about arch nemesis, and yes. we fight a lot. And yes. most have—and most have imposter syndrome—be winning. To be honest with you, I'm—I'm I'm happy to get a, a couple of good licks in. Um, you know this—this this time around, I—I I feel like I'm winning. But yeah, it's—it's that—it's that because I think because with digital content and creating and and, and podcasting, um, it's. It's so much out there. And and mm-hmm. then, you know, and you're right, it is a community, it is a family. But even with even with a family, you're like, Wow, uh, you know, I love Daisy. I love the podcast you do. Ooh, Daisy writing the ebook. I was i was trying to write some stuff. Oh, I need to give you know, ooh, Daisy doing well. Daisy got hoodies. I need to give me some hoodies. Like you yes. you, 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 you do have that comparison. So it's not like you're, you. you're competing against against your, your your family, but you do have that comparison. And then you start thinking, well, if, is my stuff good enough where I can sell this, where I can do this, where I can move to a different level? So that gets in your head. And, and that's where that, that arch nemesis is created, that imposter syndrome.
0: That is so true. You know what's crazy, though? And I guess that's, that's where we have to um, be able to look at it in a different way, right? Because you know, a lot of people, I guess, because of imposter syndrome is that arch nemesis for probably a lot of people who, um, and, and I'll put myself in that, right. Because, um, and I don't want to dive too much details into it, but you guys already know, you could definitely get a copy of my ebook for this, right? When you're building up confidence or when you're living in your truth of confidence, right? It's an everyday thing. It's an everyday uphill, right? Mm -hmm. The confidence that I fell asleep with last night because of whether how great my day was or how much I accomplished or how much of the percentage and tasks that I was able to check off or how good I feel, right, is not the same amount that I wake up with. It's not, right, because tomorrow is always going to be a new day. It's always going Mm -hmm. to be a different day. And you have that confidence level that um, fluctuates from day to day, right? You have that overall confidence that you just kind of walk with, No matter where you go, no matter what time of the day, that's just naturally exuding from you because of where you are in life. Right. Um, Because the truth is, life will always throw you curveballs and it can totally debilitate that confidence that you have when it's just something that you've just never dealt with, something you've never encountered, something that just throws you out of a game so off and you just don't know how are you supposed to tackle this shit and how are you supposed to overcome things right there are those things that are completely out of our control and there goes our confidence and there goes our doubt our confidence decreases our doubt increases mm-hmm. then here comes our imposter syndrome right whether it is something in career path or where there is something in our lives just knowing what we've overcome and does that always guarantee that I'm going to be able to overcome the next best thing that comes my way because God said I could handle it. Right. But well, can I really, though? Can I right. really? Is this really something <laughs> right. I can do? Because the imposter syndrome can totally kick in. Again, whether it's something of a talent, whether it's something of of actual creative spaces, whether it's something that just gets all my work into, whether it's a revamp and, or, or a relaunch, a podcast, or... Or even in my career, when I'm trying to completely make a shift or a change in something in my role, right? It's like, how do we always guarantee it? There is no guarantee because the confidence I had yesterday is not the same as today, I kid you not. Like every day I do wake up and I go through my affirmations and I do my meditation and I do my breathing exercises, but I cannot tell you I feel my absolute best every single day. Right. And I know that happens to every single person. Right. And so the doubt will always still kick into me. I'm I'm not going to lie. And you know what? Because we are going to keep it all the way raw here. I'm going to keep it all the way raw. I had to take a week off from the show to gather myself. To really Mm -hmm. gather myself. And for 2.5 seconds, it felt so good to have that break that I questioned myself. I questioned everything I had done. And I said, do you need to quit? I really questioned myself. Because it felt just so really? good to take a break. Yes. Because,
1: because, because of that week break. You, this, yes. you're, 90, you're over 90 episodes in and you were yes. questioning if you were going to. Yes. Wow. I wow. actually
0: questioned it. To, like wow. recently, just last week, I questioned it. Because last week I released the episode of my, my comeback, right? right? It felt good to come back. And part of that reason why it felt so good was because I didn't pick the answer of yes, quit. Yeah. I decided to continue. That did feel good. My confidence did boost up again every single day, every single week that, that fluctuates. And I do think that in different aspects of our lives, imposter syndrome could definitely kick us in the ass.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. um, I did a thing, and I definitely talked about it in the last week's episode, about the self-mastery conference I went to and right. some of the panelists I encountered and the amazing things that they said just as business coaches and life coaches. Um, and one of the things that really dawned on me in that moment, right? We live in a society where we see so much about public figures, you know, that status on Instagram that you're a public figure. Like, I'm a public figure. You're a public figure because, you know, our pages are public. Um, Right? right? And how much of the public knows me? About 774 people know me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just about. Right? Um, But made me think for a second, right? At this conference that I went to, which was so much about self-mastery and self-love and self-care, right? Something that we all sometimes need to hear from other people. Um, I realized that those people up on the panel are technically public figures. Right. But they are more so public speakers. And it dawned on me that there is a difference between a public figure and a public speaker, Right. And was something that I kind of you know, when you go down a rabbit hole, I kind of went down this rabbit hole in thoughts. Right. Because I do this to myself, Um, Jared, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but it dawned on me. And I said, hold on a second. You need to tell me that these public figures that we're constantly encountering on Instagram, on Facebook, they might also be going through imposter syndrome, but they show us what always looks good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Very few of them will keep it all the way raw with us. Right. Right. My girl Lizzo will go on IG and cry hysterical because, you know, the public just comes for her no matter what she does. Right. Okay. You know, heard you. But when you deal with public speakers, when you are listening to public speakers, I feel wholeheartedly that public speakers tend to open up the door a little bit more to the vulnerable topics, um, yeah. to their stories, right? Mm-hmm. That they filled up brick by brick. Um, and they share their experience more so with imposter syndrome. I wanted to know your thoughts about the public figure image versus the public speaker image. Um, and do you think one is more authentic than the other?
1: I, I kind of agree with you. I do feel like the, the public speaker image is, is more Authentic than the than the public figure image, um, it's for those reasons you say it. Like you can be on social media, um, and social media is really good at, at helping helping perpetuate that imposter syndrome by 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 that that public figure giving out all the highlights of, of everything they've done. Like, oh, look at me! I, I I've got you know ten thousand followers. Look at look at me! I I just I just had a uh, you know fifty thousand downloads for my podcast. Look. And you like, oh man! I was just sitting there struggling with my little, my little funky stats, yeah. you know. So, you, so then you you kind of get in your own head with that. But, uh, the the public speakers has always been the people who I've kind of gravitated to, the, the ones that that talk about their struggle, the ones that have TED talks that are so engaging that you like that you go back and listen to over and over again because it just hit it just hits you at the right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, those are the ones that I'm, I'm always I've always wanted to be a public speaker more than a public figure. I'm I'm an introvert, so I don't want to really be a public figure. But I do want to be able to speak to people about, you know, and tell my stories. And if, and if it if it helps people, you know, get ahead and if it helps people to, to, to live to another day. If someone says, hey, Jared has struggled with 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 depression and he's been suicidal and he, and yeah. he wanted to end it all. And he didn't think he was going to live to be 30 years old, all of that. And, and, and look, he still keeps pushing. I'm going to keep pushing too. And do yeah. and those are things that are way more important to me than, than Instagram likes and downloads. Although those things are nice as well.
0: I mean, they are, <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are, you know, and let's face it. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want like, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, certain people didn't buy into my ebook through hashtagging, through tags, through wow. link tree on Instagram, on social media, because I did get people to buy that ebook and to just listen to a quick dose of my story um, and the things that helped me come out of that. Right. Um and I thank you so much for being so vulnerable and so open about what you just said because it's definitely what we're gonna dive into into the double or nothing right yeah. um but one of the things you just touched on and it is exactly what I wanted to gather here on this segment as Raza well gets, is you know you have people's stories who are impacting. And then you have people's stories who influence you. And I'm not talking about just social media influencers, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about stories that impact, but then stories that influence. I'm talking about when I see someone post 15,000, 16,000, 20,000 downloads, right? And am I choosing to allow that imposter syndrome to take over me, right?
2: right? And
0: to get upset upset right i'm gonna have to put this clip up of me doing air quotes because nobody's gonna understand that i just yeah. did that shit right?
1: right air
0: quotes insert them air quotes y'all, <laughs> air quotes, y'all. <laughs> but you know am i gonna let that imposter syndrome take over totally kick ass to everything i've already accomplished in what i'm doing right. right or am i going to look at that person who is ahead who is showing that they can do it and maybe i could do it too Am I going to use that to stay motivated, to stay more driven? Because that person just has so much passion in this, and maybe mm-hmm. I need to do some soul searching and to dig a little deep. You know, in that self mastery conference, they kept they kept using the phrase, "um tapping in," you know, tap yourself in, you know, mm-hmm. give yourself that mic, talk about the shit, right? Tap into yourself, talk mm-hmm. to you. They kept saying that, and what really struck me in that was. You know, and I might go into it in the double or nothing, um, or maybe in a Solita episode coming up. But one of the things I realized was a lot of the self-doubt that I sometimes encounter, no matter how much I may exude the confidence, there is still some self-doubt I encounter ever so often. And a lot of that does have to do with my inner child. And I realized that at that conference, a lot of that has to do with my inner child and certain things that I experienced as a child that sometimes have trickled over into still my adulthood because it's still memories. Right? right. 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 It's still there. It's still real childhood traumas, as we call them, air quotes again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, That just because I've been able to overcome them maybe doesn't mean I've dealt with them. It exactly. doesn't mean that I've I've faced them. Right. It doesn't mean that I've been able to check them off. Mind you, you're talking to someone who's been in therapy for a very long time, is about to return, and that's on my agenda. The first thing is I want to talk about with a therapist now. I really want to dig that far deep into, never mind a 10-year challenge. Right. I want to go into a 30-year challenge. I exactly. want to go into a 25-year challenge with my therapist now. You know what I mean? Um, you mentioned you wanting to more so be... A public speaker than a public figure right um you know it's the story that impacts and and also that influences your ultimate goal in that because we are going to dive into it um in the double or nothing a little bit more with what your experience has been with mental health awareness, is of course, um, because it's definitely something I do talk about very much so, um, and I tapped into in my ebook. Um, but when you speak on becoming or continuing to grow in, because technically speaking, you are a public speaker. You have a whole mic to do so. So I just, I just want to put it out there <laughs> that you are. And when you come on your show. Even with your solo episodes, and like you really put your heart on that mic and you really let it out, that is public speaking. And there are people who are listening to you that can relate, that can sit there and say, damn, he's right. Like, damn, he makes sense. Like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Like, you are technically a public speaker. What would be your ultimate goal? You know, the day I don't know that you might even be able to stand in front of a stage and really public speak to someone like what would be your ultimate goal in that and 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 by asking that question i mean you're kicking imposter syndrome in the ass you're kicking them off the stage
1: i would definitely have to be kicking imposter syndrome off <laughs> in the ass for me to be on stage like i like I, look things i would love that but it's it's the, it's the it, when you talk about childhood air quote traumas and everything yeah. and you're so and, and it's so true um, I work with my therapist in in in, in identifying those, and, and I try to like downplay it to the you know, but it's real. It's mm-hmm. it's real, and you, it's amazing what you carry. Like when I think about public speaking, I carry um, being in church, nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six, giving out an Easter speech, and. <laughs> And and having a mic in my in my hand and, and my hands just shaking cause my mama made me memorize the entire speech cause everybody else can read off the speech. But my mama, no, 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 baby, you're gonna memorize this speech. So yes. I remember So I memorized the speech and I'm sitting there shaking and, and she's like, Baby, if, if if you if you do your speech and you don't cry, I'll buy you some chicken nuggets. You know, you tell me you tell me I'm buying you give me some chicken McNuggets from McDonald's, we winning you, but you, nope. I was so scared, hands just shaking, voices crackling, and, and and when I think public speaking, it always takes me back to that, because every time she told me, every time she told me she'll buy me chicken nuggets if I did good, well, she bought me chicken nuggets anyway, because I didn't do the good, I cried, <laughs> <laughs> I, I cried every time. You
0: know us <laughs> you know, mothers, we still going to get you what we said was eat, but for the effort, I'm going to get you My, those nuggets for the effort, because- Mom, I, I tried. No, that's right, I'm going to give you the nuggets for the effort, I don't care. I could never I, do that to myself. Yeah, I understand your mom. I understand your mom, <laughs> one thousand <000%. laughs>
1: percent. But that's what, and see, that's the funny thing. That's what public speaking reminds me of. So, as it, much as I, you're right. With this mic, in you know, in in my apartment, and I'm and I'm giving, especially with solo episodes, and I'm giving all of me, and I'm, and I'm telling, I'm being as raw as it gets. You know, what I'm saying. Oh, cool. and I was, I got you. I got you. Yeah. And so, and so I'm 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 being this just this, this transparent person. Even even here in this controlled environment, I'm nervous about doing it. I, I'm always nervous about my 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 mental health episodes. Uh, I've always been been nervous about writing my mental health blogs because I mean that's a part of me that you know a lot of that maybe I'm not proud of in, in that in that thinking. Maybe I wasn't proud of the fact that I was. I, I, how I wanted to end my life and, and why I wanted to end my life and things of that nature. But I'm still nervous with that, but to do that in front of people, I mean that I would I would definitely kick imposter syndrome in the ass if I could make that happen. So I guess that could that could be your ultimate goal for me. But I that might be like a maybe a year, year and a half out the I way. Mean- I might,
0: and that, yeah. and, that, and that happens in a blink of an eye. Yeah,
1: That happens yeah. in a
0: blink of an eye. You know, because you're keeping it all the way raw. I want to keep it all the way raw with you, too. I do. Because it's only fair, right? Because it's, it's what I should fair. do, right? right? Um, So it's funny that you brought up um, an inner child, you know, childhood trauma, right? An inner child um, tapping in moment right there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, at this conference, um, there's a company called Resos Curls, and it's a hair care type of company, right? Brand. Um, she is a Latina woman, Julissa Prado. She was the keynote speaker at this conference. And what was crazy, one of the questions that they asked her was how, how how does she remain confident, right? Like where does her confidence come from? And she said that when she was, I think, in kindergarten, which let me just say this, and I'm going to announce it here, okay? That was exactly the aha moment I had, where I realized that this whole time where I thought my confidence came from was not it because I also had a similar experience as her and a similar experience as yours, but the result was a little bit different. Right. Mm -hmm. So Julissa Prado said, and shout out to her, uh, amazing girl who started off her, her hairline for, for curl, curly girl, right. For a curly girl. Um, And I believe the story goes in her uncle's garage. Okay, how, how does that go? And now she's in Target, in a Target store near you, okay? But, yeah. um, but she said that when she was in elementary school, she did a show and she was chosen to be Snow White. And she killed that role. She did such a good job. And so she said that from that day on, her mother will always tell her, like, when she was nervous, you go in there, you be the best Snow White ever. She would always reference her Snow White performance. Hey, hey, guys. I wanted to remind you guys that there are plenty of ways you can still support your girl. That's right, the merch store is still open. You can get the copy of my first ebook of a series that is coming up. So stay tuned. My journal to self love is still available. Make sure you get your copy and read up so you can get a deeper look into my life and my journey to self love love also the merch store is still there with some of our favorite signature double does raw talk t-shirts hoodies you name it it is fall season upon us why don't you go get yourself a hoodie and start rocking your girl ew? and one last thing this show is sponsored by cannabis queen of queens shout out to my girl sally that's right the best blends out there oh i am so when i have my cannabis blends, either my coffee my tea my drink and sometimes i infuse some of these meals y'all you don't want to miss this chance. Go to cannabis queen of Queens Etsy page kind of queen of Queens and use code ddrt for 20% off. You don't want to miss this. Go support your girl to continue the hype, continue that confidence to believe in herself because everybody just loved her performance on stage at Snow White back yeah. then. Um that was an aha moment for me because that's so, that the whole conference was about tapping into your inner child and in tapping into it. I've always said it and I've said it on the show before. I, I don't know if my listeners will remember, I always said my parents are the ones who have just taught me to be this confident. You know, I was, I was always looked at as that kid and they just always led me that way. You know, you right. have to have confidence in your last name you know you have to have confidence in your bloodline you have to have confidence as daisy my dad used to call me queen in spanish they need that that's what my dad used to call me um and i realized when julissa prado said that story um and i feel even more so in a safe space now and confident enough to admit this right now because you're sharing your story too. Um, I went up to Jolisa after the whole conference was done. I didn't take a picture with her because these days I am taking in the moments more so than capturing them. Okay.
2: Right. Right.
0: I hugged her and I thanked her for telling her story because in that moment I realized that my confidence was not solely because of my parents and just the way I grew up. My confidence, I actually give that credit to my kindergarten teacher, Ms. Correa, because Back in elementary school here, we used to have this thing called Pan American Day, and you mm. used to have to represent a country and perform. That's what the class used to have to do. Yeah. And in kindergarten, mind you, we even marched in the parade on the Grand Concourse. For those of you here in the Bronx, you know exactly what the Grand Concourse is. We 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 had little. We represented Mexico. I had little braids with a little folkloric, very traditional outfit. We were just marching, okay? Little kindergartners marching. And... At the school, I went up on stage and there's this very known writer for the community of writers in the very Latino culture of historic, historic times. She was called Sor Juan Inés de la Cruz. She was a nun, right? And she said a speech and it was against men. I know that now. Back as a five-year-old, I had no idea what the fuck I was saying, but I know that today that that was the speech that was her poem she had a poem and it was uh, and it was towards men it was against men um because as you may know right back in the day women were always just so scrutinized by men right mm-hmm. um women didn't have rights women didn't even have a voice and so she wrote this poem and according to my mother and according to Ms Correa who stayed in PS28 in the Bronx that's the school I went to shout out to PS28 we'll see PS28 um She gave me the mic and I memorized that whole poem. And I said it as a simple five-year-old little girl, right? I memorized it and I said it. And I tapped into that in that conference. And I realized that that's really where my confidence came from. Mm. And I did not realize that I did not have that aha moment until Julissa said her story. And I realized that it wasn't that my parents helped me with that. It was that there was a moment that I was faced as a simple five-year-old girl to memorize a whole poem that i had no idea what that poem said i read that shit the other day and i'm like why the fuck is a kindergartner saying this damn poem <laughs> like this makes no sense right? right i mean i looked cute there's like a picture somewhere in a photo album downstairs in my mom's house like i'm like why the hell did i say this poem like wow you know just wow but yeah. i realized that then and to the point that you're making now the truth is that we think about how much we put sometimes kids in the spotlight. You know, you're a parent, I'm a parent, right? Mm -hmm. We think about how much we put kids in the spotlight. How a moment like that, holding a microphone in front of so many people could be so scary to us. Yeah. Like, at such a young age, right? Yeah. You know, not everybody wants to be in that spotlight. And then we don't think about, right, how in that moment, that could really debilitate somebody's confidence from day one. Even before they experience any other milestones in their life besides graduating kindergarten. Right. Right. And so we look at us today. Right. And we look at us and we're like, fuck, like, am I ever going to be able to stand on stage with a microphone and really kick imposter syndrome's ass? Yeah. Or maybe this is why I doubt myself sometimes. Because uh-huh. who the fuck told me to read a poem like that up on a stage in CES twenty eight at five years old? <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, like I get it.
0: What the fuck? I, like I, I sometimes think about that.
1: That's and yeah, I, and like I said, it's 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 crazy what we hold on to as well. Because just as you were just telling telling that story, I'm thinking, well, I did do a play in second grade where yeah. I I memorized. I was Abraham Lincoln in that play, and I memorized everybody's lines, and I killed that, but I don't hold on to that. I hold on to the Easter okay, speech
0: Y'all the one yeah, wow yeah wow
1: and, it, and and but how would my life be different if I held on to second grade Abraham Lincoln performance versus the Easter speech um eighty six performance you know what I'm saying like right. how would that how would how would my life be different? Could, would i be a public speaker now would i have would i have a ted talk about that you don't know but see that's the thing that's the crazy thing what we hold on to so it's one the experiences themselves and it's two the, the individuals and what we hold on to i like the fact that you had that experience plus you had your parents yeah that they were confident in 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 priest confidence to you my mom she i love her to death and she's a she's a a terrific lady. She's not as confident as she should be. I'm, I'm always hyping her up, I'm like, "Mama, you, you, do you know how pretty you are? What's, oh. what's, what's happening?" So My she heart. still, she still doesn't. She still is at that point where she's not as confident. So mm-hmm. she couldn't, she couldn't push confidence upon me because it wasn't pushed upon her. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: and and so it it's 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 at this point breaking a generational curse of 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 having that that you know, that, that level of confidence and then only achieving only what you can achieve because you're not going to achieve as much as you could if, without without a certain level of confidence.
0: If you had that push.
1: Luckily, luckily, I don't have to worry about that with Brooklyn because that, <laughs> that girl has more confidence than both her parents and her grandparents combined.
0: You like, wanna, <laughs> do you want to tell my audience who Brooklyn is?
1: Brooklyn is my daughter. She's 13. <laughs> I'm going on 30. And she, she,
0: oh.
1: I, I, I swear, I am her biggest fan. Like this, yes. this girl, this girl does so much, and she's so confident. And even when she's a little unsure herself, it's it's on stage in front of like you know hundreds of people, and she and she might be a little meek, and then she'll then she kind of adjust and get it back together in like the second half or whatever she's doing.
0: I love
1: it. I, I swear, she's she's my hero.
0: She's you know, ooh, she's my hero. I love that. You know what it is too. I want to give you credit on that. Um, and for any parent who is listening, right, for anyone who not so much only a parent, but someone who just happens to end up being a role model to someone younger, you know, living your truth, right, mm-hmm. because they're watching, they see that. Yeah. And without yes. us even knowing, that's exactly what keeps their confidence high. That's exactly what boosts them up. It's the fact that we are not giving up. Is the mm-hmm. fact that you're coming back for a season three and a season four. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that even though I took a week off from a break from doing a show, I came right back. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that we're still waking up every single day, even if the confidence is not at 100. Even if today I'm only waking up at 80% okay. But they see that and they know mm-hmm. that. And so because we are still living in our truth, every single day we wake up, we're grabbing another break and adding that... To that that whole story that we're creating here, right, individually, right? Um, Mm. And we're kicking imposter syndrome's ass on a daily basis, right? That's what keeps them going because they're watching us. They're watching our every move. Essentially, that's what happens. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. My brother, my youngest brother, he, listen, he's a little ass and he knows this and I think he (laughs) listens still and he knows he's a little ass, Um, but, you know, One thing with him is, like, um, he's that type that gives you tough tough love, right? He's the tallest one in the whole family, but he's the baby, right? Um, He's 31. No, I'm 35. He's 31, right? He's 32 now. Right. Okay, so he's 32. Um, And he's the one that, like, he's the type that when he wants to go off on you, like, he does it with, like, that tough love type of shit. And, like, he'll yell at you. He'll sometimes curse at you, too. And like, if there's, he's also the one to make fun of you. He's also the yeah. one to make fun of you, right? That's, that's just who he is. Yeah. Um, but one thing with him, like ever so often in life, as the years have gone by, um, there was one point in time, and I'm already getting choked up because I don't do well with this time, um, when he was deployed. Um, he, he's a Marine. Um, well, a veteran now. He was deployed. Um, he used to write emails with me. And it was during my toughest time. My, my journal to self-love, my lowest right. point. Yeah. And it was going through a divorce. It was being a single mother. It was all of that. And he would write emails to me and I would write them back to him. We would exchange conversation like that. Um, and that was when he was still tapping into his emotional side. And there was things that he would say that reassured me that I still had someone who was younger than me, that even though he was out in another country fighting war, fully deployed and here I am admiring him there was still so much that he was admiring of me and I say that to say I didn't realize then but that helped me realize that today that there is always someone watching that there is always someone watching Your every move, what you say, how you think, how you move, the things you're doing, and the way you're doing it. And as much as I know I am a parent, right? And you would think, well, that's obvious, Daisy. Like, what the fuck? Like, you have a kid. The kid lives with you. He's going to watch your every move. But sometimes I tend to forget. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I tend to forget that he is watching me, right? And so I let imposter syndrome sometimes take over. I let that doubt, that self doubt sometimes take over a little bit. And I have to regroup myself immediately, you know? So kudos to you because you probably don't even know it, but she's watching. Oh, she's definitely watching. she's definitely
1: watching. She definitely she'll tell me. She's like, "So, daddy, remember that time? Oh man, you, you
0: remember oh, that? Oh no, that's just yeah. a girl thing, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, no, she, no. But yeah. I'm but I'm, so I'm happy with. She things but, up
0: and she tells you yeah, about it.
1: It, keeps, <laughs> it it puts me. Yeah, it puts me on my toes. I definitely I definitely have to stay on my toes with her. So, um, it's remembering the good and the bad. Um, yeah, I, I and I'm and I'm, I'm very proud. I'm very lucky to be your father. I am yes. Shout
0: out to Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Brooklyn. People here in New York City say that all the time. But yeah. on this episode, it's a special meaning. It's not just Brooklyn. <laughs> it's 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 a 13-year-old going on 30 Brooklyn. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, this is amazing. So we're gonna go right into the next segment, which is a double or nothing. Um, and this is where I want to tackle a little bit more of the conversation of mental health awareness. So yeah. it's no secret here on my show. I am in healthcare. Mm-hmm. and in what i work in today of course i keep some form of confidentiality and where i work and what i do right because we just have to respect that um yeah. but also um i am more so aligned now with mental health um awareness and also i've just been an advocate of that since forever since i started therapy my very first time which was around age 22 when i became a single mother mm-hmm. and i hit my rock bottom okay Um, On October 10th, this past month, well, of the month of October, um, was World Mental Health Day. And the truth is 99.9% of our lives, right, your life, my life, um, it involves impacts and interests, our mentals, our mental state, our mental abilities, um, you know, whether we are in therapy or not, whether we're getting some form of help or support. um, When you think about it, our entire brain is constantly functioning every single day, even when we're asleep, right? Sure. right. Um, I just had a full-blown retro confidential episode where i was very much so confessional here i I was giving all the confessional doses a little bit i I was definitely tapping into that shit i'm not gonna lie um and i wanted to know from you because i know you have your own show you know you more so i know you bring guests on but your show is technically a one-man show i'm just saying that that show is a one-man show and being that this is a one-woman show it takes a lot of courage to be able to do that let me just say that that in itself
2: yeah Okay,
0: that shit ain't easy. And then we're producing and editing and doing all our shit. So kudos to you on that, because I know I know what that life is like. Um, What are some of your quote unquote air quotes confessions when it comes to the mental health aspect of your life? How is it that, you know, with that 10 year challenge? So when you were there and where you are today, how you're able to cope with your mental health?
1: Um, I, I think it, for me, it, it starts with just kind of recognizing uh, my mental health and recognizing where I am, and, and being um, honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's been a lot of times where I know I'm not right mentally, but I'll mm-hmm. keep pushing. And somebody may ask me how I'm doing, and I'm all everything is always fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't matter if I have like negative thirty six dollars in my account, and it mm. didn't, it, didn't, it didn't matter if I'm I am, uh, you know, to the point where I I, I don't feel like I want to get out of bed or do anything productive. It doesn't matter if I'm like um, I don't even want to take a shower today. I don't, I'm not hungry, or I'm, or I'm eating everything. Apparently, I'm eating uh, Domino's. Uh, chocolate lava cakes every day. It doesn't really matter. Like yeah, <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. If someone asks me how I'm doing, the answer is, is I'm okay. E- even if they can tell in my voice that I'm not okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and for me, it's it's to the point of actually just recognizing that it's like it's like, hey, you're not right right now. You yeah. you're you're struggling right now. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. Last perfect example. Last couple of weeks, I I don't think I have been exactly where I where I wanted to be you know mm-hmm. mentally I, I I feel I and a lot of that it's probably that you know seasonal depression that that, that kind of happens with me um you know every year right around this time I like most people lo- love the when daylight saving times end, so they can get the extra hour of sleep not me because that's that's more darkness and, and I'm more propelled to sit there and kind of sit there I'm not a big fan of the holidays so it, it also adds to it it's a little colder it also adds to it. So, and then then it's towards the end of the year, and I'll start. Um, I'll get in my head about. I won't think about the Abraham Lincoln part. I'll think about the Easter speech part. So I'll think about. Mm-hmm. I won't think about all the accomplishments that I've done over the past year. I'll think about the things that I hadn't got done. And so Ooh. now, so now I'm really pushing myself further down. Um, you know, a negative, a negative in a negative space, and so recognizing that this is this time of year it's rough for me, I just I just try to do a little bit of things differently. Um okay. I wanna I I don't drink as I don't drink like okay I had a I had a bad day, let me have a drink. Um Ah, I got what but, you're saying. Because you get you get into that point where that becomes habit for me, especially mm-hmm. if you're dealing with seasonal depression. So for me, um if I have if I have a rough day and I decide to drink on a a Tuesday if if I have an equally bad day the next day on Wednesday no I cannot drink I'm not doing back to back days so I got I gotta split that up because you know alcoholism you know is genetic it's real It's genetic, it's yeah. real, it's genetic and it yeah. runs in my family it's 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 not going to help with um your depression you know I, I try to I try to, just and, and it's even the smallest stuff like I think you know, just you know, kind of preparing for the show and kind of thinking about what we were talking about. It reminded me of a conversation that I had with with, with one of my friends, where mm-hmm. they they were saying, "Well, you know, we were, we we're talking about all the you know the medicine you got to take, you know, you get to be my age, things you know, you got to start taking medicine and stuff now."
0: <laughs> not not you reading me on my age right now. He's like, "Get ready, girl, <laughs> like, Miss
1: D's coming." He's <laughs> coming. He's <It's> coming. <laughs> Forty coming. But no, I um, you know, they were they were like, well, you know. I, I say, well, you know, I will be forgetting sometimes to take my medicine or, or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, don't you don't you have it by your nightstand? No, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't put it on my nightstand, and it's not because I haven't. I've been in such a negative place that I shouldn't have it on my nightstand. But as a precautionary, I keep it for far away where I have to get up and get it because I don't want to wake up and have and then a, a snowball effect happen where I'm in a particular mood. And I just see these pills right here. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that. And and I had, like, again, I hadn't had that, that thought, those thoughts in quite some time, but I, ain't they, just because I hadn't had them don't mean I'm not going to sit there and be prepared, especially during this time of seasonal depression. So no, I'm going to have to get up and get, I'm going to have to make a conscious effort to do it. And by then I'm going to go through some progressions. I'm going to go through, Hey, let's, let's try to meditate. Hey, let's try to do some positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me call somebody and, and ask them, Hey, talk about anything. You can talk about that. You painted your walls. You can talk about that. You saw a bug two weeks ago and describe the bug to me. Just talk about anything so I can get outside of my head. And right. so these are some of the things that I'm, that I, that I'm, I'm realizing about myself as, as I, as I've gotten older and as, as I've gotten more into knowing myself Uh, from a mental mental and emotional
0: state. That is, first of all, let me congratulate you on how beautiful your self-awareness is right now because that in itself is definitely an Abraham Lincoln speech, that in itself. (laughs) No, I'm going going to acknowledge you on that and give you those flowers because I didn't realize how self-aware I am today and someone gave me my flowers and it was only until they gave me my flowers that I felt like it's okay if I'm not in the best place right now, but I'm self-aware. Right. And self-awareness is something that's really difficult for people to get to especially when we still sometimes battle our mental's, you know, mm. on a day to day, you know, or just mm. overall in general. Um, you know, I during my live show it was actually on April 24th my live show. I had people, you know, of course face to face in New York City. Um, but I also had people join in through um virtual and um shout out to all of you who made it um and um i admitted that i was in such a bad place that my therapist did tell me like if we cannot work through this in the next few sessions i am going to give you medication um mm-hmm. and your diagnosis is going to have to be changed at the moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i got very scared of that because um. Here goes. Um. It, we're, just, we're just gonna get confessional here. I've definitely mentioned this in previous episode, but I'll I'll dig deeper in this one too. And again, so related to that ebook. Um. I when everything hit with my separation, divorce, infidelity, all that good shit. Um. I had just gotten my wisdom tooth removed, and I was prescribed very strong medication. Oh, yeah. Um. And it was like candy store. Uh-huh. just popping it like I there was a point i wasn't even in pain but i asked that dentist to please refill it because i was feeling pain and he did he did and he refilled it with a lot more amounts i mean looking back on it now that was just probably the wrong thing for him to do i don't even uh-huh. know if that was fucking legal to be honest with you but he did it <laughs> you know he <laughs> fucking did it and um i couldn't sleep and so i would just pop those pop it just to go to sleep i did not give a shit about who was around you know here i am as a single mom you know i i just i didn't want to stay awake i didn't want to feel everything that i was feeling at such a low point so i would just take it just to make it knock me the fuck out because i wasn't even feeling pain anymore for me to say oh it's just working and i could just function no i would take it just so i could knock out literally that's how serious that situation was um so to your point i i I can, I know there's ibuprofen in this house. I don't even know where it is because I buy it for like that one moment. If I absolutely need it. And then it's like, it gets put away air quotes. And I don't mm-hmm. know then where the hell I put it. Like right. that's how I try as much as possible to stay away from these things. Um, I'd actually gotten years way many years later after that, my other wisdom tooth removed. And I was so afraid to get those type of pills prescribed again that I told the dentist not to prescribe it. And he said, are you crazy? Like, you're going to need it for pain. I said, no, I'll, do, I'll deal with Motrin. And he's like, uh, mm, that, that's not going to be enough. And I was like, no, no, it is. It's going to be fine. When I tell you that I was in pain, excruciating pain, even with Motrin, for days after that, I was in excruciating pain. I was taking a whole 1,000 milligrams of Motrin just to help with that pain. And it was. I could still feel the pain on top of that. Shit. But I refused I refused I to take the other pills because of how I already associated it with what I had gone through years prior. Right. So I, I just I refused. I refused. Um, so I say that to say to your point of being so self-aware where you are today. Um, that in itself is a success with your mental state because you're able to identify that and you're able to see it and know it. So you're already working towards, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And and let me just say you, we are constantly working towards how to better ourselves, how to continue empowering our mental state, how to stay as positive as we can with our mentality and our thought process and our positive thoughts. Honestly, those positive thoughts, Um, to your point, really come from when you turn to someone to talk about something different, right? Because when someone else can really bring you a positive thought or or, or could really bring you those encouraging words, um, maybe they don't even know it, but it it seems like just such a great fix for us in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it just clears the air. It clears our vision. It clears the air. And we're able to see things in someone else's light, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So I want to commend you on your self-awareness. And also for um, being vulnerable to give that confessional. Um, because I, I always want to be very raw with this. Um, you know, the perspective that it takes on a women's, um, side, right. Mm-hmm. Or the female side, I should say, uh, respectfully to anyone who identifies as she, her female, um, is, is sometimes very different to how it is for a man, like how, or a male, how you just said, right you're always going to be fine. You don't tell yeah. people yeah. when you're not yeah. fine. You yeah. know, do you think, and this is this could totally be also another confessional, do you think that that tends to be the theme when it comes to men? Do you think that for the male person or the male perspective, um, they're always just going to be fine? They're not going to show that they might be in a rough place.
1: Absolutely. I, I think I think a lot of it has to do with um, just being a male and you're supposed to be strong, supposed to be, um, you know, stoic. You're supposed to be, you know, just this unwavering. Mm. Um, but uh, it's 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 even more so the pressure that I put on myself. So I got the 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 general male pressure, and I got the Jared pressure, which is way worse. <laughs> so um, it's That's it's
0: two different things. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's two
1: different things. And 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 the crazy thing is, like, what what if I am struggling? Everybody knows it. And no matter, no matter, because I, I, I guess, I guess maybe it's my facial expressions, maybe it's mm-hmm. the tone in my voice. Um, even, my, even Brooklyn knows when, I, when I'm when I'm bullshit. Like, <laughs> Danny, you okay, baby? I'm fine. Okay, you're not. Okay, you're Ooh. not. <laughs> you're not. Like, like like, she's, like she. I think she. I think she's a little impaired. Um, but she 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 does, you know, see that stuff. And 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 I, and I, tr- and it's hard because you you. I wanna be that great friend. I wanna be that great um, father. I wanna be uh that great um um co podcaster and I wanna be a great podcaster uh, single on my own. I wanna be a great podcast producer, I wanna I wanna be a great coworker, um I I I want to have all these things and, and be strong and, and and be dependable and you can count on me mm-hmm. and if you're going through a crisis I got you and if and if you need something I got you mm-hmm. don't even worry about it. Jared is the most dependable. Well, that's what's what I was voted in my high school class most dependable. Oh, so okay. I think I think it went to my head. So now I'm tr- I'm trying to be dependable at all times, even when even when there's a struggle. And yeah. That's that's it's funny that you that you mentioned um, the pill thing. Um, mm-hmm. as, as far as far as you know, staying away from that. I think I stay away from. I struggle with with sleeping, and I mm-hmm. stay away from sleeping pills. And I have a shit ton of sleeping pills in this, all really? kinds in here. And I I I rarely take them. I rarely even take melatonin. I rarely take them because of that. Because it was it was to a point when I was during that time where I was at my lowest. I was I was riding around with sleeping pills in my car just mm-hmm. in case I had a bad day, and I was just like, fuck it. You yep. know, like, I, so, yep. so, so now I'll just, you know what? I'll just deal with, you know what? I'll just, I'll just not sleep. I'll just be on TikTok at two o'clock in the morning. It's, it's fine. It's <laughs> not fine.
0: The, not the TikTok <laughs> therapy. <laughs> but then, no, but it is
1: a pressure, but it is a pressure to, to, to always be okay. You're right. And, and
0: it it's, is a pressure. It,
1: it's, it's, it takes a lot, a lot more strength to sit there and say, I'm not okay. Mm. And that's hard. That is so yeah. hard to say that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You just let me just say, you just said that and I felt that entirely in my chest. Like all of it. Throat chakra and all. Like I mm-hmm. just felt it because it is so hard. Like when when we are in a space to admit that, um one, I wanna say it's easier to admit it to someone else than it is to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, There's a lot of things I do in front of my mirror. That's the way I talk to myself. It's the way I have myself up. But for me to stand there and be like, bitch, you're not okay. Like, you're just not okay. I can't do it. I can't do it. I could say it here on the mic because I can admit Mm -hmm. that there are days I'm not okay. But I cannot look at myself in the mirror still to do that. I could talk about that with a therapist because a therapist can help me regroup for me to figure out how I can bring myself up again and be okay again. Right. But Mm -hmm. I can never just stand there and look at myself and say, you are not okay because, and I'm going to keeping it all the way raw. This is definitely not one of my strengths and I have no problem admitting if this is even considered a weakness, right? Because I don't know what this would be considered, but I feel like I'm letting myself down and looking at myself, telling myself you fucked up. And imagine me having to face that me telling myself, you're not okay. Like, to yeah. admit that to me, it's really tough. To, to yeah. admit that. Me, myself. Me. Yeah. Like, I could probably hear someone else tell me, mm, I don't think you're okay. I could probably take that from another person. But me, myself? Tell myself that? Oh, I fucked up because all I got is me. I, I I'm that. me. I'm me. I'm 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 my number one person I'm my number one channel I'm my number one hype man. I preach this all the time that's what I'm supposed to be I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to be the person that tells yourself I'm not okay you're not okay like I'm not it's looking in the mirror and saying that is so tough yeah. it's beyond tough um one more question to you on uh, knowing what we know now and the self-awareness how is it that you balance it all out to not allow Jared um Be spread out so thin. How do you balance it all out?
1: Honestly, just 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 being real, I'm still struggling with it. Um, I I have been doing better. Okay, I will say that I have been doing better. And but it's 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 that whole um not one to let anybody down, including myself. Thing like for example, I I last week I'm I missed well not last week the week before last I think I missed episode of X because I. Yeah. I I I went I went I went to um I went home went to Shreveport Louisiana shout out to Shreveport okay, I went okay. I went you know for for my mom's birthday I hung out with her I got a chance to you know hang with 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 Brooklyn and and her siblings mm-hmm. um which you know we're all like a little village so it's it's. Everybody's, you know, my co-parent comes there with with, with, with her fiance yeah, and yeah. and his kid and, and then her her kids. So we all just be bouncing, the kids just be bouncing around from one adult to another. It's it's a very weird thing. That's that's a whole podcast episode in itself. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was just just being there for that, and and then and then driving to Dallas so I could go watch her play volleyball. And I, I'm not recording, and I feel like you know, as person who does the. Who, who does the editing and the social media yeah. for Vex. I'm like, I'm, I'm letting y'all down. They still sent it to me. They still sent me the file to edit and produce it, but whatever. I mean, we
0: gonna put you to work.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, you still gotta work. You still gotta work. But it, it, just to be able to, just to miss that part, or, you know, uh, you know, maybe like some of my friends are in a, in a, in a, a tight spot. I had a, a coworker that recently lost lost her husband. And um, she's actually been you know leaning on me as far as just talking and everything. So right. she she may call and we're and we're talking. I'm like, it is Monday night, and I got to finish this editing for this podcast. Right, but right. but I can't. I can't be like, sorry about your husband. I guess I'm gonna talk to you a little bit later. So the, the podcast comes out a little late. You know, the <laughs> podcast comes out at noon. You know, tomorrow. You know instead i <laughs> instead of coming out when it's supposed to come out because because you're trying to be there. So it's a it's a balance to try to be there for the for people and be there for yourself. And you you always feel like you're dropping a ball, but you got you gotta it's almost like prioritizing what's more important in that in that sense. Putting out your podcast and so that when people wake up in the morning they can hear it. Mm. And you or is it being there for somebody who who is crying that. her eyes out, who really yeah. needs it.
0: Yeah. You know, that's an interesting way you put it. And I might have to start adopting that because I've actually always felt guilty when I don't release the episode. Because lately I've, I've I've given myself the grace and space, right? Yeah. Um, But I do feel a sense of guilt that I don't oh, release yeah. it on Thursdays at midnight, right? Yeah. As soon as it hits midnight and it's Thursday, I do feel a sense of guilt. I, I sometimes do feel... Um, Like I've let my listeners down because I released it at 8 p.m. Thursday Um, Mm -hmm. because I have given my myself that that time that that little bit of a leeway because whether I needed it, whether my child needed me, um, whether something happened in the family that they needed, like I still felt a sense of guilt. I have. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you put it that way, it's true. Right. Because there's someone in real person like right then and there who just so happens to need you. And so. Maybe the listeners can just give us that that space, right? That moment. Yeah. Um, that maybe something is going on personally that we're just not able to hit, you know, release, publish at, at a specific time.
1: Right. And and I and I heard you last week say that said that a lot, you know, thank you all for giving me, mm-hmm. you know, the grace <laughs> and the space to, to to miss a week and everything. The the thing about it is your dedicated listeners mm. speaking. As a dedicated listener, <laughs> you're, you're a dedicated listener, I'm not mad at you for taking a week off. Yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't be mad at you for taking a couple of weeks off. I wasn't mad when you, when you went on vacation and you were just giving us, you know, mini episodes instead of yeah. giving us stuff, the full episodes. Yeah. Because 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 when you are are in this space where you're creating and you're giving so much of yourself, we. People who listening to you, people who care, and, they're, and, they're, and, and let's be honest, if we listen, we probably care. I, that, I that's care. true. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, so the right. fact the fact that we care, we want you to be okay. Yeah. I want you to be, you know, the very best Miss D you can be when when you're on the mic. And mm-hmm. and if and if you if you're struggling with something or you just need a break or you need rest or or maybe you, you want to sit there and take a little bit for, you know, a time for the holidays just to sit there and, and refresh for, for for next year. No one's going to have a problem with that. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. But
1: but in our minds, we're like, we're we letting
0: think.
1: I'm letting everyone down. People are going to be looking forward. People are going to hate me. They're going to stop listening. I say a lot of crazy things in my podcast. It's a lot of reasons for people to stop listening <laughs> to me. <laughs> like me taking a break, it ain't one of them. It just ain't.
0: <laughs> That's not the reason why. It's because I probably offended somebody last week. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs>
1: I'm sure I said some shit. I, was, I, was, I said some. And, and I got some episodes coming up that, that I'm definitely going to lose some, some listeners. That, whatever.
0: That's why when I listen to you, I'm constantly like, damn, that makes sense. So, I, I and, and like, part of me said he named this show, damn, because it's exactly what I be saying. <laughs> I was like, this, that word is in there for a reason. It's, it's in there like, for that, a reason. That, that's me. That's I'm like, damn, that's so true. That, 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 that's me the whole time. The whole yeah. time. But you know what, though? that's the type of impact and influence I would want. And I wouldn't want anything less. Right. Because I think that's exactly what people look for in us. As listen, I used to say we're public figures, me being someone who's considered a public figure, according to IG standards for my, you know, privacy um, settings. But um, when I think about it, we really also are more so public speakers than just public Mm -hmm. figures. Right. Right. Um, We're public speakers because our voices are being brought to the table. Um, you know, and, and we're doing this every single week, right. Or every time we release an episode, but more so we're bringing certain topics of conversation to the table and we're bringing our truths and our stories, right. And we're being all the way raw and transparent and the impact we have to your point. Um, I want to believe, right. That the same way all your, all your Sky shows, right. Um, and bring me, right, to listen every single week um, is because I genuinely feel nothing less than authenticity when I'm listening to the shows. I, I genuinely feel that this is that person's story. I genuinely feel and, and believe it or not, it has nothing to do with, you know, I've I mentioned her here before. And she's been a guest here twice. Amani um, Blair, like the rapper podcast, you know, she is in her twenties and there's things sometimes that she shares that I'm just like, I remember going through that shit then in my twenties too, but I also have gone through that shit like just last week. Yeah, like So yeah. to me, it's like, it's not so much like, Oh, I have to, you know, age so well to be able to tell a full story right. because my story could be all the way raw as of age 20, all the way to 25.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: My story could be all the way raw and real from that point. And, it could be the most impacting and the most influential story ever. That could probably be so relatable and change someone's life. And here I am at 35. I'm, I'm, my story's still being told. And then some other shit happens, right? And who gives a fuck what happened between 25 to 35? The point right. is my story's still being told as I wake exactly. up every single day, right? Exactly. So for me, it's like I look for the authenticity. I look for the genuineness. I look for. When I tune in, I'm hearing not just a public figure, I'm listening to a public speaker because mm-hmm. they're speaking their truth. I'm listening to someone tell their story so much, right? Share their experiences, like putting our fucking hearts out every single time we turn on this mic. And we don't know who's gonna embrace it. We don't know who's gonna stay following us because I might have said some fucked up shit. You might have said some fucked up shit. But you know what? That's our truth. That's exactly, exactly. who we are. It's our story, right? Yeah. Um, I appreciate you saying about, you know, still struggling with the balancing act, right? Mm -hmm. Um, because I do think that's also part of who the public speaker is versus the public figure. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, how we said before, it's like the the public figure still controls what they could post and how great they make it look, right? Um, but when we have that public speaker, um, you know, we have nothing but our truth to talk about, right? We have nothing but to tell that story, um, and it's our own story. And we live it day by day. Um, One more thing with you. What are the top? And listen, I'm going to mention it because it's what inspired the title of last week's episode when I called it a retro confidential. This damn retrograde. Damn scene. This damn retrograde. <laughs> um, it was a moment within. Do you at all believe in that? Because I don't always believe in it. I'm going to be honest, I don't always believe in the retrograde, but I tend to blame it all the time when shit goes wrong and, you know, social media says there's a whole retrograde. But do you think that whether we believe in it or not, do you think it's something very real when it comes to the motion and the universe and just shit going on? Like how is said, Oh, there's something in the air going on. There got to be something in the air. Like, do you think that that's real? And if it is, and if you do think so, do you think that there's anything that you learn during times when something feels off or there's something in the air?
1: I I, I, absolute, I absolutely absolutely uh, agree that that that's that's something there as far as mm-hmm. the retrograde and, mm-hmm. and 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 like you said last week I um um I don't I'm not the foremost expert on the on the, uh, mercury retrograde mm-hmm. but I, I know enough to be dangerous and 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 <laughs> I know enough where I can I can like okay it's the retrograde let me start looking up some shit so he said uh, it's I mean dangerous. I, enough to be dangerous enough to fuck up some shit I know just enough. <laughs> yeah. So I looked at uh I think I looked at, you know, you know, what to look for as far as a retrograde for for my sign, mm-hmm. um, Taurus. Yeah.
2: Um
1: and, and I and off during the retrograde and also looked at looked up some stuff like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh like now that the retrograde is over, what what to do. And I think what was interesting when I looked it up, um, it was it, it said that, you know, as far as your your physical wellness. You know just in this health in, in regard that that was that took a slide back during the retrograde which cool. it really did for me it really did because I I was so focused working on everything I mean I got my end of the year awards coming up so I'm, I'm struggling with that I'm I'm trying to finish out the podcast I'm trying to I'm trying to expand everything so I the five mile walks that I was doing prior yeah that 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 fell off the, the yeah. 100 push-ups a day I was doing mm. you know that that fell off and I was like and so it was interesting. Right around the time that the retrograde ended,
0: mm-hmm. I was like,
1: "I got to get back on my physical stuff. I got to get back at it." And part of that was just me thinking about it. Part of me seeing your stories because I see you back at you know at the gym mm-hmm. and everything. No, I'll Trying. be peeping you. you, girl. You know? Thank you. That's so.
0: <laughs> all right. I, see, that motivates me to keep going. Which I have a session tomorrow, and I know he's gonna make me cry. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get somebody to make me cry too. I guess. Um, but. Yeah, that was that was part of it. It was it was all right. I need to focus on this. So th- that's one thing I, I'm I've learned from that. I'm like, I it's so important for my for my mental and emotional mm-hmm. too, not just the physical. I have to sit there and start doing that, and, and it goes along with that struggle for balance. Yeah, I got to start doing that because I'll I'll be in this apartment trying to create content and brainstorm and just be pacing around, and that's that's just not good enough.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, the other thing I I, I learned that. That towards the end, after the retrograde, that um, I needed to, you know, focus a little bit more on self care. Mm. Um, I, I know the importance of self care. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've been going to therapy for years, so yeah. so they so they I know the importance know. of self care, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I hate fucking self-care. I, I hate doing it. I don't I don't like it. I don't like I don't I don't like trying to figure out what, what the fuck it is for me. I don't I don't know. That's the
0: part though. Know. Yes. That's the part. You sound like you're about to go into an overdose too. I'm gonna be honest. You sound like you're about to, <laughs> to rant off on what the fuck is self-care for me.
1: Yeah. Oh I'm I could. That could be an overdose, but I it's the since I have gone off about that previously, I'm I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a step back and go I know that I need self care. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. Need to figure out what self care is. Well, well,
0: what that means to you? What is? What, what does self care look like to you? Because it's yeah. different from what it looks like to me. And I'll be honest with you, Rasa. And I don't know if people know this, but this is part of the self awareness. Um, what self care was to me last month, is not self care this month. Mm. I'll be honest with you, okay? Because even even when you're your body, your mental reaches that threshold, right? Yeah. like all right, this was self care. I'm fully satisfied. I'm taken care of. all right, what's next? like is that supposed to always be the thing?
1: Yes, yes. like is that
0: is that it because I'm not gonna just make it just to make it, you know, just right. just to check it off just to feel like all right i'm I'm at that I'm okay. I'm there. you know i'm I'm on survival mode. no, I need I need it's kind of like. Who I was last year, I I have to be the next person, you know, the next version of Daisy, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. My self-care has to go along with that, right? Because, all right, let's look back at it, right? There used to be once upon a time that self-care to me was going to get my money and my petty. Right. That was for me for a very long time. That was my me time. That was my self-care. But you know what? Self-care is actually different. I was able to define that Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. And then that shifted Mm -hmm. again. And I was able Mm -hmm. to define that once outside started opening up, right? Mm-hmm. And even today, as I'm still like, I'm about to hit 36, this self-care is looking really different now too. Mm-hmm. Like there was certain plans I was trying to make for self-care. It didn't go through because, you know, me and I want and I want I, wa- I wanted this self-care to be with my friends. Right? right. But our schedules were not aligning. And so I said, it's all right, it's all good. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna wait. I want it to be a little warmer and we're gonna try it one more time. Because I A, I think we all need it. And B I really just need my friends for that self-care, right? right? But sometimes scheduling, right, it it just be scheduling and it'd be mm-hmm. fucking up. Like, we yeah. get curveballs left and right, you know? Yeah. So I think it's it's about defining what that self-care looks like for you. And then knowing what it is today, having to accept the fact that you're going to have to revamp and know what the, It's kind of like a rebrand and a relaunch, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, it it's is. It's like, all right, I got to switch this shit up now. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So self care is something that pisses you off, clearly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I, but I know I know I need to do it. Um. I I know that I need to work more. On, you know, on my physical well being, and I, and I think the uh the the third thing for me is is you know getting to a point of of of, of planning and in 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 growing what I'm trying to do. I think that was also what I what I ended up seeing in the research for is like what to do after the retrograde and and that that hits home because for the last couple of months I've been thinking about how can I how can I monetize? How can I how can I grow things out? Like when I first started this, I was I wasn't sure if if it was for me. Okay. Like, you know, people told me, uh, well, I would write a blog and people was like, Oh, you're a great writer And I'm just like, Really?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and so and so then they were like, You should do a podcast. And I was like, Really? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was
1: like, oh, oh no! Uh, uh, uh. So <laughs> I went back and forth for like some years, and and finally and finally did it. And I'm like, am i doing this right, am I supposed to know what I'm doing? You know, like that, that TikTok. Are we supposed to know what we're doing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I so I didn't I didn't know, it. and so like I think it took. You know this year for me to start getting comfortable enough where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? I, I like putting myself out there and, and mm-hmm. saying all this because 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 yes, I'm, I'm hopefully helping people, yes ho- hopefully I'm being that public speaker for people, but more importantly, it's therapeutic for me. It's keeping of me course. from bouncing off the wall because I can mm-hmm. say whatever whatever the fuck I want to say on this mic so mm-hmm. that that helps, but now it's to the point where I'm like, well, now that I know that I like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd rather do this than to do the day job that I'm doing. So how can I make money so I can just do this mm-hmm. and do less of that? Because mm-hmm. that I don't like that.
2: <laughs> this, I hear you. This
1: I like. And so and so it, it's now it's like okay, branching out and 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 again putting yourself out there where you don't feel like an imposter by saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, you should give me money because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I'm I'm good at this and I'm doing this." Right, um, right. so that's that's the part of it for, for me that I'm I'm learning after the retrograde. Like it's time to really start building stuff. It's time to really start building yourself physically, monetarily, and I guess, you know, self care.
0: Yeah. Oh, tap tap I mean. into that though. Tap yeah, into that. Tap maybe, into maybe this is the time where you could give self care the topic itself a second chance. Um, yeah. and tap back into it. Honestly. And, and you might have that aha moment, right? Like I didn't go into a conference thinking there was going to be an aha moment, but they made me fucking tap in. I had no choice. I was like the theme oh. that day. I was like, I didn't know I was walking into a tapping in session, but the whole fucking day was tapping <laughs> in. And shit was that like a self-awareness reality, self-caring check for me. Like it, it was it was all the way real and raw in that moment. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. And and I did not expect that. Um there was also a prayer there and I talked about this in last week's episode but there was a whole prayer there that I, I want to say as much as I'm still on my journey back with my faith and, and I'm mm-hmm. tapping into that too man it's, it's been a whole experience to not only listen to someone's prayer when they're praying over you when they're prophesizing over you but it's been a good feeling to actually accept it
1: Yeah.
0: because before mm-hmm. I wouldn't and now yeah. I do so I will say that. Um, but on the next time we have Jared here, he's going to let us know how is he doing with his journey to self-care. See,
1: see, all I heard you say was the, the next time I'm on the show. So I was like, yes. Yes. That's all I, was, that's all I, was, that's all I heard you say. Yes. I made mean it. You
0: know it. <laughs> all right. We're going to go into the third and last segment of the show, which is the overdose. Um, and this is usually when we go on a raw rant, Right. On something that pisses us off, or we just share, share something that keeps us on a good vibe. So I always ask my guests if they want to go first, but otherwise, I'm always happy to go first. Um, so, know, I mean, is there anything you want to share on a good vibe, or is there anything you want to go on a quick rant on, or do you want me to go first?
1: I, I do have a, a slight quick rant.
0: Yeah, go ahead, ha- go ahead, Jerry. Let's go.
1: Uh, me and you. Are both digital content creators yeah, and, and, and they're for people who just, you know, take in the product, they don't really realize the struggle. And we, and we, we can talk mm. about it on a mic, you know, and everything, but they don't really realize the struggle. They don't realize that it, it, it takes a lot to sit there and, and, and figure out what episodes you want to do and then reach sure. out to guests and then pitch to the guests and then, Cater around their schedule, and, and then then deal with they with their issues. Because hell, I I would I would ready to record one day because I was having a, a rough mental mental mm-hmm. health day and you had to mm-hmm. sit there and cater around that. And and then and then once you get the guests, making sure that they stay on topic because I I tend not to be on topic. And and then. <laughs> And then going back and, and doing the edit and then promoting and then creating like you gotta decide if you're gonna do a story or a reel or or a TikTok or or a post and then and then and then you obsess over these numbers as far as how the posts go and obsess over these numbers as far as how the downloads go and then you know and then try to cater to this stuff and then you're looking at it's your merchandise and you're looking at the dollar signs, and you try to move this. And there is a lot that goes into it. So when we talk to people who are in our lives, and we ask for
0: support. Ooh. <laughs> talk your shit, Jerry. When we ask
1: for motherfucking
0: support,
1: it's a little bit more than looking at my story and then and then telling me about it when you see me. Oh, I see you doing real real well on your, on your little podcast. First of all, ain't nothing little about my damn podcast I because I put in all this goddamn work. <laughs> for this podcast it ain't little first of all and you just looking at my story is a little bit more i need support and, and and let me tell you ladies and gentlemen support does not mean just looking at my story or double tapping on a post now granted everybody's financial situation is different i don't expect people to, to sit there and, and and take care of me because i decide to be a content creator so if you if you can't you know you know, you don't want to buy the merch, the, the damn you shirts. If you don't want to sit there and, 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 and get a little warm and have the, the Double dose of Raw Talk hoodies that are currently available right now.
0: Shout <laughs> out you, to you. I got you. Shout out to you.
1: I got you, girl. I got you. So if you don't want to sit there and do that, hey, listen to the podcast. Write a review. Share it with somebody. Tell somebody something. Like, Comment. Mm-hmm. Comment. How hard is to comment? Ooh, this is this was a great topic right here. I don't even care if you didn't hear it yet. It was a great topic right there. Keep it up because it helps with the algorithms and some shit. I don't know how the algorithms work, but I know that they say comment. I know that they say save stuff. So, so please, when you, when you see somebody who is busting their ass and you and you say that you're proud of them and you say you look in their face and say that you're proud of them, show some support for what somebody is doing.
0: You know what, Jared feels better, and you know what, I think Jared just got, like, the award for the best overdose ever. Like, this uh, this has got to be the best overdose ever. Like, I'm just like, you know what, what he said, everything that he just said, that that's my overdose.
1: I've been practicing for two days. I've, 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 it's been on my mind for two days. I've been ready for this. I was you know ready why you for practiced
0: this. for two days? Because you was coming in with Abraham Lincoln mentality. <laughs> you wasn't coming in with that Easter speech mentality. You was coming in. Ain't no in. Easter
1: speech here, girl. It's no, all Abe Lincoln. Was, this is Abe Lincoln.
0: This is Abe Lincoln <laughs> on the show just now with Overdose. That's That was. <laughs> no but you know what though he's very honestly i i totally was gonna give a very emotional overdose but fuck that i'm going to jump on this um it's about damn time (laughs) overdose that's what i'm gonna jump on because it's true it's true i i listen my merch is still there i was totally working on a revamp um with some insert air quotes quotes (laughs) um but I do still want the signature double dose of raw talk to be there, right? Because mm-hmm. um, there are so many things to there for people to show a level of support, whether it's a mask, whether it's a mug, whether it's a fanny pack. Listen, I, f- I fuck with fanny packs. I go to the gym. I don't want to carry a whole gym bag sometimes. I want to just rock my fucking fanny pack and my bottle of water and that's it. You know, um, so I have things there. Um, and it's not to say that our shit, you know, it's so cheap. It's not to say that, but sometimes that one time you do show that level of support and to Jared's point, you don't have to necessarily purchase something, but it's the part of you actually sharing besides just liking. It's the part of you actually just commenting besides just giving that compliment, like, Hey, that was such a good episode, but did you share it? But did you, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I listened to you, but you, but did you do that? You know what I mean? Because unfortunately, for some of us who are on the cre in the creative space, um, we do look, not look, we do need certain social media platforms like Instagram, um, and unfortunately, Instagram has just gone down this fucked up algorithm rabbit hole that it I don't even think Instagram has figured out how the fuck to do it anymore except just no. fucking with people's money mm-hmm. um let me just say that because it's not just me and you right um it's when somebody is showing off their creative side um they don't get as many likes to that post versus how many likes they get by showing off some muscles or showing off some ass and titties right, right. that that's what gets the most likes and it's because of the algorithm because i've seen people post both things under the same page right um public figures podcasters podcasters um mm-hmm. and they don't get that many likes to what their creative space session looks like versus what their half naked post looks like. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and so what that tells me is you're just stigmatizing, right? Not us, but excuse me, New York city. If you hear that honking, that's New York city for y'all. Um, (laughs) you you by me saying you're just stigmatizing it's it's platforms like instagram are continuing to stigmatize and are continue uh, to stigmatize and are continuing to categorize us as nothing but just flesh and blood and monetizing off of our bodies and monetizing off of you know oh you're only going to get this paid partnership if you show some titties or if you show some ass or if you show yourself you know with all your muscles and all your this and then you have to fit a certain type of a body type mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: for it to be okay for it to right. be part of the algorithm for it to get because right, i'll, like I'll
1: show my titties if you want me to show my titties <laughs> that ain't no problem i ain't got the muscles but if you want me to just lift my shirt up and show some titties to get some extra likes on ig well, come on ig let me know
0: well you know what let, let's just and uh, you know we could close it out with this let's keep it all the way raw ready ready, ready. cardi b had her birthday party right and mm-hmm. it was a whole theme too i don't know if you saw right mm-hmm. lizzo lizzo went with that theme and she wore a certain very revealing outfit and i thought she looked beautiful and i love the color right Mm -hmm. she's a voluptuous plus size woman i'm here Mm -hmm. for it because i'm also a very plus size curvy voluptuous woman right Mm, okay cool Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um everybody had a problem with it and then somebody did a genius thing they put her picture beside rihanna wearing the exact same thing a long time ago. Rihanna wore that shit. I think it was to the VMAs. I don't remember where exactly she wore it. Or maybe it was to the Met Gala. I can't remember. But the point is, it's always going to be acceptable for someone who looks more appealing, more, -hmm. more, you know, attractive. Because why? Because they fit a certain size or a certain structure. It's okay for that to be totally liked a million fucking times. But if it's someone who looks out of the norm, Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a problem. And I have to say it that way because it's not just against women. It's also against men. Right. Yeah. Like that's also a problem. I thought I saw someone once, right. There was a post in one of the blogs of this a male who um, models in fashion over men wear. And he's a husky guy. He's one of the husky guys, which I thought he looked great. Right. he He's not your perfect bot. He's a husky guy. Right. Not muscular, just a husky man. Right. Mm-hmm. And somebody commented and, and I saw it in passing, right? Just in the comments Oh, uh, you know, the algorithm. And they said, oh, great. Now we're, And it was a woman, it was a woman. It was a female by what I could see in the icon. Oh, great. Now we're normalizing this unhealthiness. Why would you say that? That's not necessarily mm-hmm. unhealthy. Right. That's not necessarily unhealthy. It's not. And so, again, we go back to that, right? To what it, to what it, it looks like, right? To what? To what it looks like from a standpoint of, well, what's normal and what's not, right? How do you, how, What's normal for us to support and what's not normal for us to support or to share or to hit like? Or even what this algorithm now looks like to what Instagram considers or any other social media platform, really, that at some point can control their algorithm to say this is normal to see. This is normal for you to like. This is normal for you to share. This is what's likable. This is what is accepted in society today versus what society really feels they can just share if they fucking felt like it right okay so to Jared's point all of y'all that support us all of you that listens to us especially my listeners please go support Jared and his podcast I will be linking them in the show notes Um, and support and share and you know just check out our source check out our, our shows check out everything you never know and you know what like my good friends and other podcasts say tell a friend to tell a friend if this yeah. show is not for you maybe it's for somebody else and you could continue exactly. to share it and that makes a huge difference for us too because we really do work hard we show up and we show out all the damn time
1: all the damn (laughs) Damn time time. (laughs) and that's as real as it gets (laughs) oh
0: my god jerry this is such a good conversation i want to thank you so much for coming on my platform and my show
1: thank you for having me i'm 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 really grateful i'm I'm really appreciative
0: yes this is exciting um he will be back i always said about my guests and all my guests do come back so there um I'm just going to make sure by that time self-care is checked off and then you I can know. let us know how that was. <laughs> I'll start
1: working on it. Yeah. I'm going to go for a walk after I get off with you. I'm going to go for a walk. Now.
0: Yes. Would you like to tell my, my, my guest, my audience, where they could find you?
1: Yes. You can find me um, across the board on multiple uh, social media platforms at the whole damn show. That's D-A-W-H-O-L-E-D-A-M-N. S-H-O-W, um, also my, my podcast, It's About Them Time Pod on, on IG, that that podcast, new episodes drop on Tuesdays, um, Vex Intellects podcast, they, they dropped um, every Thursday, available on all podcasting platforms. Yes. Uh, and, and as and as Daisy said, the the link will be in the bio. Feel free to, to talk to me. Slide in my DMs. If you want something to talk about? You want to give me, you know, different thing, different topics to talk about? I like to talk about things that that change um, the narrative, to change the perspective on mm-hmm. things. So things that people may have um, a certain mindset about. I, I want to let's talk about it. Let anything from. Um, masturbation and, and male sex yeah. toys to to mental health. I yes. I to I want to talk about it. So, if you know if this sounds something that you're interested in, check me out. That's really
0: right. Yes, thank you for that y'all need to go tap into that one y'all really do all right guys well as always this has been another week and another episode on double the about Talk podcast i am your host misty and you guys will tune in next week bye don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter and we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe rate and review talk to you later